The Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> the Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents the Fibber McGee and Molly Show transcribed. Molly will not be with us this week. She has the flu. Tonight's program is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Cutto with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. You can put a two-way stretch on your farm profits by building with Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Roofing and Siding. You stretch income up because heat-reflecting aluminum keeps poultry and livestock cooler in summer, warmer in winter, definitely increasing milk yield, egg production, and weight gain. And then you push costs down because Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum never rusts, never needs painting, lasts a lifetime. Aluminum has inspired new, practical, low-cost methods of farm building, developed particularly by Reynolds Farm Institute. Recent examples are a new poultry range shelter and a new pole frame barn. Actual working plans carry a nominal charge, but Reynolds Farm Institute will be glad to send you free descriptive literature on both the range shelter and the barn. Just address a postcard to Reynolds Farm Buildings, Louisville 1, Kentucky. That's Reynolds Farm Buildings, Louisville 1, Kentucky. Well, the old flu bug bit Mrs. Molly McGee this week, and she's home in bed right now, taking things easy. And here, walking down 14th Street and telling Mr. Wimple all about it is... Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. And like I was telling Doc Gamble, Wimp, when Molly's sick, the whole house just kind of goes to pot. What do you do when your wife is sick, Wimple? Me? I run and hide in the attic. Oh, <laughs> oh she gets so cross. Yeah. Well, me being the type of guy that he always spoils my wife when she's sick, I've been doing everything for Molly. <laughs> I've been just waiting on her hand and hoof. Hand and hoof? Yep. I've been hoofing up the stairs to hand her something every five minutes. <laughs> I ran upstairs with the orange juice, and then I ran up there with the hot chocolate, and then I ran up there with the mop. The mop? Hot chocolate all the way up the steps. <laughs> oh. What happened was Doc Gamble left his satchel sitting in the front hall, see? And I run clean up to the first landing before I realized I was wearing it on my right foot like an overshoe. <laughs> my goodness. What did the doctor say? Or can you repeat it out in the street like this? <laughs> nah, he was sitting out in the kitchen drinking coffee and he... Oh, wait a minute. Here comes Mabel Toops. Hi, Fib. Hi, Mabe. How's Mom? Fine. Good. How's Mort? Same. Good? Lousy. Oh. Bye, Fib. <laughs> Bye, Mabe. <laughs> Mort Toops' wife. I never speak to her. You never speak to her? Why not? I've never met her. Oh. <laughs> well, anyhow, while Doc was having his coffee, I ran upstairs again to wake Molly up and ask her if she wanted me to do anything for her and, you know, like sing to her or play her a game of checkers or something or anything. You woke her up just to say that? Well, certainly. 
She couldn't have answered me if I hadn't woken her up, could she? <laughs> it's a good thing you aren't me. What you mean? I remember one time I woke up my wife, and two days later I woke up. <laughs> in the cold bed. <laughs> I had it more knots than 40 feet of pickled pine. <laughs> well, anyhow, old Doc got worried about me wearing myself out waiting on Molly so much, I guess, on account of because he said what I ought to do is get out of the house a while. You know, get some air. So, come on in Kramer's drugstore with me, will you? All right. I want to see if the April issue of the Bird Watchers Journal is in anyhow. There's an article... Hey, hold it a minute, hold it a minute. I want to check the phone booth. What is he trying to do? Hey, look at this, Wimp. I found a nickel. Two nickels. <laughs> Mr. McGee, you think of the darndest... Oh. What's the matter? They're slugs. <laughs> of all the dirty tricks. I ought to report this joint to the Better Business Bureau. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe they'll work in the pinball machine. <laughs> you shouldn't do that, should you? Mr. Kramer will... He like... can't see what I'm using. He's away in the back there. Yeah. Goes in the slot, all right. Hey, look. Lights are starting to flash already. Hey! Slugs. Slugs. My God, hey, what the... Good Jesus, what, what's the... Run. Holy smoke! Uh, pull the cord out, Wim. Pull the cord out. I'm the flash that hit me. I saw... Pull it out. Dead ratted monster. <laughs> if that ain't the... Surprised you, didn't I, McGee? I told him not to use slugs, Mr. Kramer. My gosh, Kramer. What the heck kind of a way is that to treat a customer? It's all right, folks. Just McGee trying to slug the pinball machine. <laughs> okay. A friend of mine in an electronics lab fixed that up for me, McGee. I've been expecting you. <laughs> oh, yeah? By George, I got a good notion to sue you, Kramer. A guy that's supposed to be a businessman and rigs up a dad ratted booby trap. Caught one, too. <laughs> Very funny. I thought so, too, Mr. Kramer. Shut up, Wimple. <laughs> I come in here to buy my wife a present, Kramer. But by George, I may just take my business someplace else. Oh, no, McGee. Surely you jest. Oh, yeah? Well, you just wait and see. <laughs> That's a cute one. Shut up, Wimple. <laughs> My goodness, I'll go get a magazine and go home because nobody likes me. <laughs> I wouldn't spend a nickel in here anyhow, Kramer, if I could get credit anyplace else. <laughs> you know it. Well, before you stalk out of here, and I've never seen you leave any other way, I've got a message for you. My wife took a phone call for you a while ago. Phone call? For me? Who was it, Molly? Was it Molly? No, What's it wasn't your wife. Oh. Some man. Said he was a friend of yours. The silly idiot. <laughs> Here, it's written down. Let me see. Will you meet me at the Bonton at noon? Want to express my appreciation for your noble deed. Huh? Me? Noble deed? Hmm. Well, I wonder what I did. Well, I'm as baffled as you are. Yeah. The nicest thing I remember you ever doing was the year you broke your leg and stayed home all summer. <laughs> it was a great town to live in that year. Didn't say who he was. Just a friend. Oh, well, I got so many friends that I've done nice things for that... Well, gee whiz, this, this might be anybody. Yes, yes. Well, now run along and let me get back to work, will you? Because I... Oh, okay. Thanks, Kramer. Hey, Wimple. 
Come on, you want to go over to Bontown with me? No, <clears throat> no, thank you, Mr. McGee, but I'd better not. Oh? I want to hurry on home on account of Sweetie Face. Oh. <laughs> She's waiting for you? No. She'll be away all day. That's when I like to hurry on home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and Goofus. Exactly where in the Bonton? This is a pretty big store. It's must... calling Mr. Carr. Mr. John Carr, come to the office. Mr. Ed Carr, come to the office. Mr. Tom Carr, come to the office. <laughs> calling all cars. <laughs> that is all. Hmm. Better ask somebody where people meet down here, I guess. Any guy that wants to thank me for a noble deed I've done by... Oh, hey, sis. Yes, sir. May I assist you, sir? Yes, I'm supposed to meet a guy down here on important business, and I don't want to miss him. Oh, well, him. I'll be glad to help you, sir. Uh, where are you to meet him? I don't know. <laughs> Wherever he is, down here, someplace. I see. What is his name, sir? I don't know. <laughs> He's a friend of mine. Uh, well, uh, does he work here, sir? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I done him a big favor, though. Well, what did you do for him? I don't know. <laughs> he wants to thank me for it, personal. Thank you for what? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever I done for whoever it was, whenever I done it. <laughs> Where should I wait for him? Uh, do you see the gentleman over there with the carnation, sir? Oh. You go ask him this. Oh, okay. You think he can help me, sis? 
I don't know. But I want him to hear this. He keeps telling me I'm stupid. (laughs) Not very helpful, I guess. Calling Mr. Cranston. Mr. Cranston, report to Mr. John Goldbach in Jen's underwear immediately. (laughs) See Mr. Goldbach in underwear. Gosh, this is kind of an informal joint. <laughs> you guys will catch their death of cold trotting around in the DVD. Correction, Mr. Cranston. Mr. Goldbach is not in Jim's underwear. He's on the third floor now, in ladies' hats. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Goldbach must be the store cut-up. <laughs> He'll be wearing a lampshade on his head next and going, Oh, hi, Ollie. Well, hello there, McGee. Say, how's your letter, Mrs.? My missus says she catches... Oh, you. Molly's getting along fine. That's good. Tell her me and the missus what's asking about. Well, I'll do that, Ollie. Thanks, boy. McGee, I tell you a hundred times, don't call me boy. Okay, I'm sorry. If I'm a boy, who's the papa of my kids? <laughs> right, Ollie. I think right to call people younger than they are. Well, suppose I walked up with a woman and said, Hello, girly. Okay. And Mrs. would hammer me down to the size of a boy. <laughs> All right, it won't happen again. No kidding, though. Is your wife really jealous like that? Of you? McGee, sometimes that's just plain ridiculous. Yeah? When we got married, she said she didn't have a yellow bone in her body. Good. But her head is shock full of them. <laughs> She acts like I was a regular Don Juan, and I ain't done one Don Juan thing either. Well, that can be pretty unhandy because, my gosh, she just raises cane if I even look at another woman. Yeah? Once I brought her a box of candy, and she wouldn't eat it. You buy it from a lady clerk? No, but on the box was a picture of Martha Washington. <laughs> well, my wife's not like that. She'll eat any kind of candy. Anytime me and the missus walks along the street and a woman passes, she says, Ollie, there's a gleam in your eye. <laughs> I say, don't worry, missus, it's just the sun shining on my bifocus. <laughs> well, that's pretty ridiculous anyhow, Ollie. You ought to break her, that kind of stuff. Oh, not me, McGee. I, I like it. You like it? Sure. When the fellow gets my age, he'd rather have his missus think he's the wild young wolf that he ain't instead of the tame old cocker spaniel that he is. <laughs> See you later, McGee. Go on, Ollie. Gone into staff for 12 o'clock already. I wish my good friend that owes me so much, whoever he is, would show up. Pardon me, sir. Are you Mr. Fibber McGee? Yeah, that's me, son. Why? I'm a bonton messenger, sir. Oh? I have just received a communication for you by telephone. You were to meet a gentleman here at noon. Yeah. Did he call? The gentleman regrets he has been detained by business, sir. Oh? He requests you meet him at the post office at 2 o'clock. He urgently wishes to express his personal thanks for a wonderful deed. End of communication. Oh, well. Oh, thanks, bud. Post office at 2 o'clock, huh? Yes, sir. And may I inform you, sir, that while we of the Bonton Messenger Service are not permitted to solicit any monetary remuneration for our services, such remuneration, when freely tendered by the customer, may with dignity be accepted. Chucks, I'm sorry to hear that, bud. (laughs) If the store don't allow you boys to take tips, I ain't one to break the rules. Uh, Where do you keep the streetcars around here? Oh, out on the street. I gotta catch one and get to the post office. (laughs) 
I got this message to meet him at the post office, Harlow, which is where I'm, well, I'm on my way to now, to the post office. Well, that sounds pretty interesting, pal. Have you been out saving some millionaire's daughter from a runaway horse? Well, I don't know, Junior. I Talk about the Travis, Nick. Talk about the Travis. Connection, phone, even cross, and all the muscles. <laughs> uh, pal, what did he say? Oak Street. It says in this message that the guy wants to thank me for something wonderful I've done. The guy don't thank you for something wonderful by slapping you on the back and bumming a cigar, you know. No. Not one of those cigars you smoke, anyhow. <laughs> Didn't even sign his name to the message. Wants to surprise me, I guess. Well, it pays to be nice to people, all right. Yeah. Like the thing that happened to me driving through Missouri last summer. What happened? Get pinched? No, 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 no. I was tooling down this country road, you see, uh-huh. taking in the scenery, and all at once I came across this big black sedan with the motor dead sitting right back across the railroad track. No kidding. Motor killed, huh? Anybody in it? Yes, huh? yes. This beautiful blonde girl was sitting in the front seat, yeah. sort of waving her hands around and looking helpless, so Home I... Street, all the uh, obvious marks of a really modern home. The aluminum windows, for instance, with their combination screens and storm sash and aluminum. Hey, 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 hey. How'd you get away over there? Aluminum flashing on the roof. Aluminum doors with glass panels for winter and yes, frames the... for summer. The Reynolds lifetime aluminum gutters. Yeah, come on, Junior. Get out of the gutter and back to the railroad track. <laughs> what happened to the car with the girl? I just told you, pal. You told me? Yes, this beautiful blonde girl was sitting there in the car, you see. Oh, I... I... Built almost completely of aluminum. She was? <laughs> In the modern home, you step across an aluminum threshold, the baseboards are aluminum, oh. the hardware is aluminum, the heating and ventilating duct. Yeah, but what they got to do with the blonde? Modern builders. <laughs> modern builders are using more and more of the lights. Strong metal that never rusts. Aluminum. Yeah, but how? Reynolds aluminum. Yeah, Not but... only in homes, but in buildings built for investment. Yeah, but the... Big office buildings. Smart shops with entire fronts of aluminum. Hey, 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 hey. Look, Lumi. Yes, pal. Off Ladmuck, off Ladmuck, next change for nerf. Oh, hey, I've got to get off here, pal. I've got to get off here. This is my stop. Yeah, but what happened to the car on the railroad track? Did you get the girl out all right? Oh, no, I didn't stop. Huh? No, those tracks were abandoned. Everybody parked there. Go on. The King's Men and two Shillelagh O'Sullivan. Two Shillelagh O'Sullivan will give any man a go. There's many a man that rode a horse across the western plains, but there's never been one like the Irish man. O'Sullivan was the name. Oh, this Bronco bust an Irishman from Sardaver and Sile. 
was asked to live in peaceful like he always wore a smile. But when the smile was leaving him, he'd always come unwound. That says to any crossing him, they'd wind up on the ground. Oh, yippee-ki-yo, me bucko, be gone, yippee-ki-yo. To Chilean O'Sullivan, he'd give any man a go. Oh, this man was a demon. He could put his left hand in his right hip pocket and hold himself out at arm's length. Oh, astron a rope for Brandon Chaps, he was a mighty man. Had drawn him to Chilean, now the fastest in the land. Could be a sad mistake, me boy, to reach for a forty-four. Before you could get the hammer cock, he'd have you on the floor. Oh, yippee-ki-yo, bucko, be gone, yippee-ki-yo. at the post office. That's what the message said. Whoever it is ought to be here pretty soon. What Miss Dad read it for since one Pardon me, sir. You look distressed. May I assist you in any way? Well, I don't know. You you work here, do you? That is correct, sir. Mm -hmm. I, sir, am Claude J. Babbleton, Post Office Information and Guest Relations. That's your service. (laughs) I got this a new wrinkle, bud. (laughs) I've been filling my fountain pens and reading the posters in this joint for 20 years, and this is the first time we've ever been offered anything besides a boot down the front steps. <laughs> ah, changes, sir. Changes in Washington. New faces, you know. Well, <laughs> I hope you put in for one. <laughs> My every moment is dedicated to your happiness, sir. What can I do for you? Well, I just came down here to Care to taste our new mucilage? Huh? Like some old postage stamps? Want to come behind the counter and stamp on a few packages? <laughs> no, no. Tennis anyone? Hey. <laughs> Take it easy, will you? Oh, I just can't control myself, sir. Yeah. Claude, the chief, said to me, Claude. go out there and charm the people. Yeah. Dazzle them, he said. Show them how happy they are with us running things. It's been a long time, Claude, he said. <laughs> he said it. Your slightest wish is our command, sir. Good. Anything we can do to make you happy and keep your mind off of two deliveries a day, just ask. <laughs> well, if you'll pipe down a minute, bud, I have got a problem. Oh, I just love problems. Yeah? Is it the problem about if John has 12 apples and Jack has no apples, where did Jack get the demijohn full of applejack? <laughs> that's Not what... that, Rather, Cut it out, will you? Now look, Claude. Oh, that's exactly what my mother said when sister threw a tomcat into my crib. Look, Claude, she said. <laughs> Did I ever look Claude? Ah. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I started from scratch. Oh, for <laughs> I got to meet a guy down here, and I got no time for this foolishness. Is your name McGee, sir? Yes, my name's McGee, sir. A gentleman left a message for you two hours ago. He'll meet you in front of a bank. The bank? The bank. Well, why didn't you tell me? Well, why didn't you ask me? Don't give me any lip, Buster. By George, I can get you fired. I'll write to my congressman about you. Is that a promise? You said it. It's a promise. Good. I'll tell dear old dad to expect a letter. Good day. (laughs) 
hope I hadn't kept the guy waiting too long. Whew. I'm out of wind like a leaky bagpipe. If I had one more block to go. There's nobody in front of the bank so far. Oh, I just have to wait, I guess. I'd sure hate for whoever it is to miss the chance to thank me after all the... Oh, hi, old-timer. Well, hello there, Johnny. What you doing downtown, waiting for the St. Patrick's Day Parade? No, I'm supposed to... Cause parade was this morning. You missed it. <laughs> I know, I've been running around town so much I didn't get time. Oh, I love parades, son. Used to lead all the parades when I was a kid. You led them. What were you, a drum major? Nope, I was a drum toter, Johnny. Oh? Used to tote the bass drum on the back while Papa marched behind and played it. <laughs> I can see me now, just little dirty-faced kid, marching proudly down the street with a drum on my back, and Papa beating out the stars and stripes forever, or sweet Molly Malone, whichever one you thought it was. <laughs> Stars and Stripes are Molly Malone. They don't sound alike. They do when Papa plays them. <laughs> but hey, speaking of Molly, how's that girl yours, Johnny? Here she got the tip. Oh, she's getting along fine. I've been kind of neglecting her today, though. I, I should have been home spending the afternoon with her instead of running around downtown. Why didn't you? Well, I was supposed to meet a guy and... Uh-oh. Here comes Doc Gamble. Fat, ain't he? <laughs> Probably going to ball me out for being so thoughtless. Hello there, Doc! Oh, hi, old-timer. And a late good afternoon to you, vest splitter. <laughs> hi, little bucket. This came from your house, sonny boy. Molly feels much better. Oh, swell. I'd have been home entertaining her, Doc, but I got a message this sure, morning. Sure, sure, sure. A friend of mine wants to thank me for something wonderful I've done, and i got to wait here and meet Relax. him. Relax. You've met him. No, 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 no. You, you don't you don't savvy. You don't understand, Lardhead. You see, the message... Don't is... tell me I dictated it. No, th this is from a... Huh? <laughs> Please meet me various places. Want to thank you for the wonderful thing you've done. Yeah, that's what they said. And I do want to thank you. It was wonderful of you. What was wonderful of me? Staying downtown all day. What do you mean? You gave Molly the finest day's rest she's had since she married you. <laughs> you... You mean you, you sent all them? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ain't medical science wonderful? Bibber McGee returns in a moment. A hearty, nutritious dish just made to order for these March days is that old-time American favorite, baked macaroni and cheese. It's real stick-to-your-ribs food, but as you homemakers know, it has a stubborn habit of sticking to the baking dish, too. Well, here's how to banish that nuisance once and for all. Line the inside of the casserole with work-saving Reynolds Wrap, the original and genuine pure aluminum foil. Your baking dish stays clean. No baked-on crust, no soaking, no scouring. Just take a piece of Reynolds Wrap and fit it around the bottom and sides of the casserole dish Pressing down firmly. Let the edges stick up all around to prevent food from bubbling over. Macaroni and cheese is easy and thrifty to make and mighty good eating. If there's any left over, just fold the foil liner over it and store it. But do spare yourself that messy job of scouring the casserole. Stock up on Reynolds Wrap tomorrow at your grocer. In standard and jumbo economy rolls and the new heavy-duty Reynolds Wrap half a yard wide. Made by the Reynolds Metals Company, world's largest producers of aluminum foil. Ladies and gentlemen, this 
flu has really kind of knocked Molly out. I'm happy to say she's getting along much better now. It'll just take a while. Meanwhile, don't forget next Tuesday night, March 19th, when NBC brings you the Academy Awards broadcast from Hollywood. Hey, that should be quite a thing, pal. All those stars. You said it, Junior. Matter of fact, I got a good notion to fly out there and show them guys how to run it. On account of because naturally a guy like I am, that he's used to being in vaudeville and knows all about the movies from seeing them through the back of the screen, he's the guy. Molly just phoned. I got a message for you. Yeah, what'd you say, Doc? Said, hush, dearie. Oh. Oh, uh, good night. The Reynolds Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, has brought you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, John McIntyre, Cliff Marquette, Elvia Allman, Mary Jane Croft, Richard Beals, and me, Harlow Wilcox. Don't forget to see Mr. Peepers starring Wally Cox on NBC television Sunday night. Also brought to you by Reynolds Aluminum. And be sure to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>